0: everyone and welcome to Dinner Table Talks. I am so glad to have you all here. My name of course is Aislinn Campbell and with me is my partner at the dinner table for every meal, Joe Hilger. We are so glad you're here and we hope you will pull up a chair. Before we dig and dive right on into this, I want to say please help us out by, if you like this podcast and it means anything to you, like, subscribe, give us some reviews, share it with your friends. Do all those things that make more people know about awesome podcasts that you love? I have a story. Yeah?
1: Our business has a storefront, but we also have a post office box. So a part of my day every week is to go to the post office. And when you walk into the post office, you have to have your mask on. That's where our county is, is mandatory masks in public buildings, public spaces. I don't want to get into the politics of masks. That's the law. We're following the law. Right. I was thinking about last week's episode where we talked about everyone's fighting and the fighting kind of came home. Mm Mm-hmm. When we talked about one aspect of why everyone's fighting is that they're all just, everyone's scared and anxious. And it's a very Mm -hmm. unsettling, unknown kind of time. So I was at the post office and I had a moment with a stranger and I asked you to bring your mask. Yes, you did. So, okay. So I want you to put your mask on because I was masked and this man was masked. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Putting on a mask with headphones is hard.
0: Yeah, and I I got the mask over my headphones, and then
1: I was curious if we'd be muffled.
0: Yeah, we can't hear each other. Okay, so now now my glasses are fogging out.
1: It won't take long, I promise. I (laughs) I knew you hated this idea. (laughs) So I was in my mask. He was in his mask. I was leaving the store. He was just milling around.
0: My breath isn't real
1: bad right now. That's nice. We made eye contact, two strangers, and I smiled. Right. And he smiled back at me and nodded. So I was curious, if I'm in my mask and smile, uh-huh. can you tell?
0: Yes, I can tell.
1: Okay, I'm going to smile. But
0: I know your eyes. I'm
1: going to smile. Oh, this is not fair. I, I'm going to either smile or like, make a mad or frown, okay? Mm-hmm. Tell me what I'm doing.
0: Mm-hmm. You're frowning. You're smiling.
1: I was frowning then. Oh, okay. I frowned twice in a row. Okay. Now, which one is this?
0: That's a smile for sure. I can see your crow's feet.
1: Now you do it to me. I can't
0: do it. I literally can't do it.
1: But my point, we can take our masks off. Thank God. (laughs) But my thought in that moment was, we are all hungry to be smiled at. We are all
0: hungry to share a positive moment. Absolutely. We're starving for interaction. We're starving for oxytocin oxytocin is basically the hormone that makes you feel loved oxytocin is the hormone that releases when you nurse a baby when your body is getting ready to deliver a baby when you hug a man or a woman or anyone for that matter when you hold someone's hand that's interesting Uh uh-huh
1: with all of the
0: and
1: and you and i even like i'm wearing this mask in the grocery store it makes i mean i like going to the grocery store well, so I, why am i going to focus on the idea that at the grocery store when i'm gonna smile at a stranger and i hope that a stranger smiles back at me
0: yeah people want to talk they want to interact with people i'm seeing that my business is excelling because of that because of a lot of things but that's part of it people want to interact and when you start talking about the masks and my angst about the masks, it made me think about a story. And we're going to talk about my best friend, Jessica, in a little while. But she gave me something a few weeks, maybe a week ago, because- The fact of the matter is, we're generally law-abiding people. Of course. Like, we don't agree with all of the laws, but generally we're law-abiding people. We put on our seatbelt when we drive. Yeah. And she she goes like this, most of the time. You know, what she said to me was, I wear my mask. And I go, of course. I wear my mask, too. She goes, because I I will follow the rules if I'm asked to. I said, I will, too. And what she had told me a week ago was, friend, love, sister, you wear a a bandana everywhere you go. You wear a bandana around your neck when you're working. You wear a brand- bandana around your face when you're mowing. You wear a brand- bandana around your head. You carry a bandana in your pocket to wipe sweat off. It's just your bandana. And then the DWW in us, me and my girls, for 15 years, wear hashtag DWW. And that's do what I want.
1: <laughs>
0: do what I want. I know that about you. DWW puts on our bandana over our mouth. And we hit in like we're taking the bank. <laughs> she released me from this fear and anger that I There's have. There's
1: two roads about a mask.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I thanked her for it. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get to the conversation because okay. when we get to the conversation, I get to share with you my day.
1: We can't get to that conversation until unanswered question. I was listening to the episode last week and I remember when you said a word that I didn't quite know what the word was, but you were on a roll and I knew we were talking for grass-fed beef. What's new?
0: I'm on a roll. (laughs) We were talking about
1: grass-fed beef versus grain-fed beef. But now I'm going to ask you about it because it's UQ time. Uh Uh-huh. What exactly (laughs) is a ruminant? Before
0: before I get to the research, my understanding of a ruminant is it's a grass-eating animal. But even beyond that, It's an animal that has more than one stomach, like a cow. But even beyond that, it's an animal that grass ferments in their stomach. Ferments. It ferments. Hmm. When I said that, I just wanted to, you know, let's do a little bit of research. Let's make sure that we're stating this clearly. And I like that. I like to be able to say, you know what? I have an opinion and here it is, but I'm going to double check it. And I think you should too.
1: And we'll bring it to you next week if we need to. Right. I think that a listener of Dinner Table Talks is going to excel at trivia games.
0: Oh yeah, I hope so. Because I hope
1: you're about to tell me what a ruminant is in case I'm ever on Jeopardy.
0: Ruminants are mammals that are able to acquire nutrients from plant-based food by fermenting it in a specialized stomach prior to digestion. We talked last
1: week about how Mediterranean countries are benefiting from the Mediterranean diet of fermented vegetables in Mm -hmm. this COVID time.
0: So, basically, it's creating microbial action in their stomach. There's which something is like about this now
1: fermenting they... that I need to pay attention to.
0: Uh-huh. Gut biome. You've heard a lot of that talk about gut biome. Well, they basically are creating a gut, a microbial gut biome.
1: Probiotics is a term I know.
0: Yes. And kombucha is one of those things. And pickled okra. And sauerkraut. Things like that. Kimchi. Kimchi. Okay. So, basically, what happens is the animal chews its grass over and over and over again right now you've heard of a cow chewing its cud chewing its cud Mm-hmm. the process of rechewing the cud to further break down plant matter and stimulate digestion is called rumination ah ruminant which is the word i used last week uh-huh. mouths often smell of moist grass that is beginning to decompose And there are roughly 200 species of living ruminants, including both domestic and wild species, cattle, goats, sheep, giraffes, deer, gazelle, and antelope. The more you know. Yeah. I wonder whether the people out there that really just want to listen to us talk about like movies and pop culture and volleyball and (laughs) would love it if we'd ever get back. See, we we are dominating
1: the volleyball crowd.
0: (laughs) Right. Right we we can't get back to anything other than what we're growing, what we're eating, how we're cleaning our houses and the work we're doing and then like our philosophical and do you know why? Because we don't go anywhere else. We don't do <laughs> anything else. We don't go to the movie. We don't, I mean there's no, like there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> so I'm sorry if you're bored. You know what? I'd
1: resent your comment because I believe that every episode is better than the last and we're coming up with amazing things. To
0: I completely on. agree. I just, God, I hope okay. people want to know and about you, fermentation I'll, and, I'll, and I'll, cattle. If, and listen, if you're not
1: in the fermi- <laughs> <laughs> Change the channel. Okay, last week I took the coward's way out during our table topics. When I said, it's difficult for me to answer the question because I don't exactly know what the definition of ESP is. The question was, do you believe in well, ESP? Well,
0: and you want to know the quickest way for Aislinn to like jump on the train of I know more than you do?
1: She wakes up. <laughs>
0: Well done. Well done, sir. (laughs) No, it's just simply act like you might not know as much as I do.
1: (laughs) Well, when it comes to ESP, I'm going to say that I did not, but I did do some
0: research. Uh Uh-huh. I did too, by the way.
1: (laughs) Extra sensory perception. This might be a 20-minute portion of the podcast this week.
0: Exactly, you, back, t- get you comfortable, tell me, no, you grab tell me yourself a beer and a scotch and move. You on. <laughs> tell me when
1: it's t- if you want to emulate us. T- you tell me if you when we need to just go on ahead, alright? Extra sensory perception is a special sense beyond vision, hearing, smell, touch, and taste. I know that this is a delicious beer because I can taste it with one of my senses. But extrasensory perception is receiving data outside of the five senses. Uh-huh. ESP has virtually unlimited range. It's a very broad definition and it's mm-hmm. ex- experienced mainly as thoughts rather than bodily sensations. The other view holds that there's nothing supernatural about these events at all. Right. That these things just happen and the skeptics say that they're perfectly in keeping with conventional science. I agree. Extrasensory perception is a collective term for various hypothetical mental abilities. Here's where I wanted to get your take. The major types of ESP, there are six. Mm -hmm. Telepathy, the ability to read another person's thoughts. Yes. Yes, what? Yes. Yes, you agree that that is the definition of telepathy or yes, telepathy exists.
0: Yes, telepathy exists. And I agree that that is what you're reading me. The ability.
1: (laughs) I'm going to say yes all night long to anything that you say. Yes. Yes. The ability to read another person's thoughts is something that exists. Absolutely. What am I thinking right now?
0: It doesn't work like that. Okay. Not for me, anyway. I, I, was, I don't believe it that well.
1: I was hoping I'd get lucky. Clairvoyance is the ability to see, quote-unquote, events or objects happening
0: somewhere else. Absolutely. Seen it. Done it. For real.
1: Precognition. The ability to see the future.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Retrocognition. The ability to see into the distant past.
0: I haven't been able to tap into that.
1: Okay. Mediumship. Now, here's where we got into a a divergence of thought, perhaps. Uh The ability to channel dead
0: spirits. Absolutely. You know, I believe in Abraham Hicks. Actually, I think a lot of people channel people.
1: Psychometry. The ability to read information about a person or place by touching a physical object.
0: What I think about that is, is that you have to believe that you have to touch something in order to feel it. But that you would have seen it anyway, whether you touched them or not.
1: A closely related psi phenomenon, not technically part of ESP, is telekinesis. The ability to alter the physical world with mind power alone. Absolutely. That would be me wanting to move that glass from left to right on the countertop with my mind. Yeah, like Star Wars. Well, that's the Force. That's the Force. And that is real.
0: I know. I believe in the Force.
1: Except for midichlorians, that's nonsense.
0: I don't even know what that means, by the way. I'm mm. so not Star Wars nerdy that I don't even know what metachlorians are.
1: Misa going home. <laughs> Believers also disagree. Is that Jar Jar Bink? Yes. He's a chlorian. Yes, it was the same movie.
0: I'm going to tell Cortland to tune in and speak up and, okay. s- and, jo- and, and give to, us his opinion. He needs opinion. to send us a voicemail? He needs to give us an opinion. He needs to go
1: to our website and he'll give us a voicemail next yes. week about the presence of metachlorians in the force and if that was just a ridiculous George Lucas thing to explain a thing that didn't need explanation. Okay. Believers <laughs> also disagree on how ESP actually works. One theory says, like our ordinary senses, ESP is energy moving from one point to another point. That's what I believe. Typically, proponents of this theory say that ESP energy takes the form of electromagnetic waves, just like light, radio, and x-ray energy that we haven't been able to detect scientifically.
0: Absolutely. I believe in energy movement.
1: I'm learning a lot about you tonight.
0: Tonight you are? Mm Mm-hmm. We've been together eight years and you've known the Magical Mystery Tour since the beginning. And I the just night. hadn't had
1: such a succinct six-point bulleted research thing. Uh-huh.
0: I am a scientist. I wish that when I was in third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade. That all of the grades? All of the grades in the middle where they're deciding whether you're a scientist or not. That they hadn't scared me off because I was afraid of math. Because I am a scientist. So because I'm a problem solver, why did I not love math? And then why did I not get into science? What did they do wrong in the educational system that kept me away from STEM? All of that being said, I watched a a YouTube last night of Eckhart Tolle talking to a scientist who has proven through his own hypothesis and then his own studies and research, basically the concept that classical science is very... You've got to touch field traditional science and modernization of science, but creative science. And you understand that because we've talked many times about traditionalist modernist and the creative culture. Sure. And we haven't talked about that much on this podcast, but
1: I'm a big proponent of creative culture in Florida's research.
0: Well, then the creative culture of scientists understand science is bigger than what we can really explain, but it's all science. You can't separate science from anything. It is, what, is it, what exists, but you have to think beyond the hard evidence. That's sci-fi, right? Science fiction? Right. The thing about science fiction is that you can prove by looking back through stories of science fiction that just because it was called science fiction doesn't mean that it was actually fiction. It was just preconceived. Star
1: Trek got a lot of things right, almost. The iPhone is their telecommunicator. Mm-hmm. But Gene Roddenberry did not think of what an iPhone might look like. It's a flip-up thing. And it it didn't work that way, but it's the exact same concept. Concept. And some science fiction you look back on, you go, pfft, no. And I love it when, like, a movie that I watched when I was a kid predicted what 2018 or 2020, whatever would be. here we are. And it's like, there's no
0: flying cars, dang it. But there actually are flying cars. Oh, we'll get them. We just haven't...
1: Give Elon Musk some room.
0: Exactly. Yeah, oh my God, I am a Tesla supporter big time Nikolai Tesla huge follower love reading it and learning anything about him and now Elon Musk is the next phase of that and he's huge in that he believes and just sets out to do it
1: and has the capital to get it done
0: well but he also believes in that too. He believes in abundance. Do you There's want to plenty. move along
1: or go on rabbit holes all Oh my all God. This is so good. This is so good. Last, last so good. unanswered question.
0: We set some good intentions before this podcast.
1: Last week, you said you saw a ghost. Please tell us that story.
0: Oh my god. Saw a ghost. I have, I have told you this story before, right?
1: We have not had this discussion between the last week and this week. You did not know I was about to ask you this.
0: Okay. I had come home from college to spend the weekend with my parents. I was up late at night, and I walked to the ba- bathroom. And as I turned the corner, I walked through something. It was so dominant and persistent and there. And real. Real. Mm-hmm. That I had to turn around and look. And when I turned around to look, I saw, I actually saw it. So I felt it when I walked through. I felt like I walked through something that dropped the temperature that felt like mucus all around me. I don't know if mucus is the right word, but it, mucus is in my You got No. No, but mucus is on my mind because I've you been got, talking about you, okra you, you, mucus. You kidded me last week
1: about using Ghostbusters as a thing.
0: I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about mucus Ghostbusters is right. getting a you, slime. You, you, But you know, those those concerts or movies came from somewhere. You felt something They did something come dense. from somewhere. You felt a density. Yes, a density. Okay. A density. That's very well. And when I turned around, I saw Rainbow Lights... I saw a flat, wide-brimmed hat, low hat, and then the shape of a person. I didn't see, like, long hair or I didn't you see... You saw a form. I saw a form. Okay. But clearly a wide-brimmed, okay. low hat. Right. I'm telling you, man. Oh, I will keep going. Keep nev- going. What that, happened? That, that, then that, what? That's it. That's it. Hold on. That can tur- be it. No, and then you around- ran
1: down the hallway.
0: No, I didn't get scared. It, it, I didn't- it
1: dissipated
0: something. That, that was it.
1: You saw it and it stayed there for 30 seconds.
0: I don't know. I don't remember that. That wasn't important. What was important was I was like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. And I looked back. I was. And, and then it was gone. Yeah, I guess. It just dissipated. Like Once it saw that I saw it. and And here's the thing. Back then I didn't have this like connection to intuition and like emotional body feels. I I, I hadn't connected sounds
1: terrifying. I
0: hadn't connected with dark, my impact. No, it wasn't dark.
1: Everyone asleep. It wasn't I see a form it. With a was it was it, that. It was all that. It was dark. It didn't to feel me.
0: bad at all. It didn't feel bad. Okay. It didn't feel negative. It didn't feel dark. It felt cold.
1: I have one more unanswered question. It
0: felt cold and it felt thick, like you said, dense. But it was real.
1: I have a new unanswered question. Were you on drugs?
0: No. I mean, I, and I have held on to that. And there's like, since then, since that moment in time, there's been more and more and more stories. Not that kind of story necessarily. That's the
1: only ghost that you've seen.
0: That's the only one that I saw that way. I feel and see things all the time. I just don't connect with it that same way anymore. But for me to begin to trust intuition, I had to manifest something physical Someone, something, some whatever, some beings, whatever, had to be there in in some sort of physical manifestation for me to begin to believe it. And then once I believed it, then I didn't have to have a physical manifestation of it anymore. Like, I don't need to see it to believe it anymore, but I've seen it.
1: I think that we need to create a series of magical mystery tour (gasps) one-off episodes.
0: That's a great idea. That would be fantastic for our first Patreon stuff.
1: Patreon when we finally get there.
0: Let's get there and let's do, let's, let's Are you do setting it. intentions? I am. So over the last few weeks, we have at the farm been producing a lot of abundance of vegetables and produce and all kinds of things like that. But also my mom is out at the farm. She's learning more about different types of preservation and preparing. It's a valid part of it. For many reasons, even if we didn't go into some kind of weird depression or whatever where we didn't have access to food. We don't want to have to go to the grocery store that often. No way. We want as little public interaction as we possibly can have.
1: My eyes are tired from smiling so much with my mask <laughs> on.
0: Smiling with your eyes? Smiling for your mask. with my eyes. So my mom's been doing jerky and she's taken some of the squash we've done and she's making like squash chips. Nice. We've just recently gotten a Excalibur dehydrator. Oh, so that sounds intense. It's great. She It's nine trays. She's learning how to use it, so she's drying oh, okra, yeah. she's drying figs. That's
1: a jerky lover's dream, those kinds of hydrators.
0: Absolutely, and I feel like we're going to talk about this some more in the future, but we as a family mostly practice intermittent fasting because of her leadership. She started doing some intermittent fasting. Yeah, She studied it, she got to know it, and my mom's like that. She's really let's good talk about at internet,
1: that. Let's talk about intermittent fasting next week.
0: Okay, for we'll sure. Talk, we'll yeah. talk about and intermittent that's a question fasting. Something. Let's bounce back to that later, but that being said, means that we want to have access to good, healthy food and good protein. So yeah. jerky is one of those things that like yeah. I eat well, a lot you, of it anyway. You brought
1: a bag of jerky home and I... Uh, if a you, huge bag of jerky. I, if I've got to temper myself. Otherwise, that bag would be gone in a second. It's delicious.
0: It's venison. And she's trying to find those perfect recipes, you know? So I'm harvesting basil, ridiculous amounts of basil right now. And I'm making pesto. And I'm harvesting habaneros. Ridiculous amount of habaneros. When I say ridiculous, y'all, I'm saying so much that I'm putting freezer bags full and we're cooking with it and we're pickling it and we're making habanero sauce. All the ways you can use it, right? I see somebody that says, we've made chili paste with our habaneros. And I'm like, oh, that's another idea. Let's make chili paste. Well, we've got bottled chili paste all in our refrigerator. Well, like jar chili, chili paste. chili
1: paste that we buy it at the grocery store. And if I can make that, mm-hmm. of Think course I want hot to. Hot chili
0: paste. That hot but chili here's the thing. oil. Hot epi- chili paste. That's Wait. what we're talking about here.
1: Well, if you go back to episode 18, that's the ball burning episode where I made the <laughs> habanero sauce. and then <laughs> Who by-
0: only knew you were going to eat that many chili peppers this year.
1: We have made... One or two more batches of that same habanero sauce. are trying to tweak and perfect that recipe. And you said, make some habanero chili paste. Immediately, I thought, okay, but it's going to be too hot to freaking eat. Mm-hmm. But regardless, yeah, we did find a habanero chili paste recipe and made some. We're storing it in the freezer. I yeah. got at least one friend that I, I owe some to because I said, hey, I made this thing. And they're like, please bring it to my house.
0: Good. I'm glad to hear that. That's a part of it. Like even if we can preserve it and then pass it on to somebody, that's what we want to do. I
1: asked you if there's vinegar in it. Is this going to be a stored item or? But this is well, a, I, this is fresh.
0: I was really trying to figure out what I was trying to create here. Uh-huh. So so after you made, it, I was like, it's good. And and the interesting thing about the chili paste is that it also had basil in it.
1: Yeah.
0: Which I think it, I mean that's I good think it's, timing. I think
1: that the purpose of that is to try to offset that heat.
0: Well, then I saw someone said I like to make harissa. What's that? It's basically chili and spice and oil and vinegar See, to make a true yeah. preserve. I thought what we made had a missing
1: ingredient. Vinegar was it. So, yeah, we got to do that next time then. We have to.
0: Well, we're going to have plenty because I brought in another like eight habaneros today and there's still another 20 times more green ones that are all turning. I mean, at this point, I'm letting the birds have some of them. <laughs> like, enjoy. It's like the figs of the fig tree this year. Have some figs, wasps, yellow jackets, birds. We're all a community. I'm killing the yellow jackets, by the way. I don't believe. I have been stung by yellow jackets three frigging
1: times. Sting me once, fool you. Sting me twice, fool me.
0: What's the third time about? The third time is now I've got to come up with a better solution for myself. You need chain mail. So all of that to talk about, simply, that we made pizza the other night. (laughs) (laughs) did we get there finally good god finally
1: (laughs) you are running at the mouth hey i love it
0: hey you run at the mouth all the time we're just competing for conversation at this point
1: pizza night in our house is a bit of a tradition
0: i love pizza so much and pizza is one of those things that's fun to make you can use any seasonal vegetable or fruit You can use farmer's market cheese and meat and all of that good stuff. Of course, the kids like pepperoni on their pizza. So we always get some pepperoni. If it's pizza night, I'm going shopping. To get mozzarella cheese and pepperoni. And crust. And here's the thing. We have talked about pizzas before. I mean, we've made cauliflower pizza crust because I'm trying to avoid grain. Yeah, I'm trying to stay away from carbs. Because we used to eat pizza once a week, easily. It pleases everybody. Now, now, granted, we don't buy big chain pizza delivery.
1: If we're going to get pizza out, we're going local.
0: Right. We've got some fantastic local pizza places. So we were eating a lot of pizza before I got all grain free. All, the, all the kids come
1: out. The girls share a pizza. Hunter gets his own pizza. You and I share a pizza. Uh-huh. I might make an extra pizza. And we always do it the same way. You hate Tomato sauce.
0: I do not do tomato sauce. You're
1: crazy. But in our house we have enjoyed where we've gone from there, uh-huh. which is oil based.
0: Basically, the, the original concept was just oil, garlic, and herb.
1: I would make a little monkey dish of that, and you take your little paintbrush thing and you paint your pizza crust with oil, you have garlic, to paint it and herbs. All
0: the way to the edge though. Because you gotta catch the the crust edge yeah, with yeah. the with the good. So one of the things that we've done from time to time, especially during basil season, is add pesto to that. That's right. Now we have fresh pesto and we have habanero chili paste. Almost everyone in our house likes spicy foods.
1: Right. The night that we made that habanero chili paste, remember Uh I said, we got to taste it. Uh Here's a spoon, Uh but be careful. Uh It blew my mouth up.
0: But it's actually not even that hot, in my opinion. I, I mean, yes, Interesting. It, is. It, it is hot, mm-hmm. but we've been tempering it too much. I think that you could have made our pizza. And if you think about like pizza is a good place to put spice in. Think about how much red chili flake I use on top of a pizza. Right. A lot. Yeah. I like a well, spicy Well, there's a lot pizza. of cheese
1: maybe to offset it.
0: Exactly. So cheese, it goes and in pasta, grain and-
1: oil, garlic, herbs together. Then a spread of that habanero sauce. Then a light sprinkling of your mozzarella cheese. Now you're making a a vegetable sandwich between cheese. And then all the vegetables that we can kind of think of that would make sense on a pizza. The only thing I got at the grocery store in addition to what we already had. Mushrooms. Yes, because you're not growing mushrooms yet.
0: No, actually I do grow mushrooms. I just don't grow the edible kind yet.
1: (laughs) Do you grow the fun kind?
0: (laughs) fun guy it's the magical mystery tour <laughs> a little bit of microdosing never hurt anybody That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> it's all jokes it's all jokes <laughs> you had some onions from the farmer's market I right did. and i've been growing bell peppers but there might have been some bell peppers from the farmer's market in that mix as well
1: i use your bell peppers
0: yeah tomatoes uh you did some chev some goat cheese chev
1: just pfft. Around the pizza, just little blobs of chev from the farmer's market. I
0: think you also, in addition to the pesto that was already on it, added some fresh basil leaves.
1: I did, but first, the last layer of mozzarella, the bulk of the mozzarella, then sprinkle those basil leaves on top. Ah. Goes in the oven, 425, uh-huh. 10
0: minutes, out comes dinner. Delicioso. It was very, very good. The one complaint that I have Oh, God. I think it's time for us to start a new challenge. Okay. I think we need to do a pizza dough challenge. And I would love for you to come up with a grain-free pizza crust.
1: So the next time I make pizza, Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to make a fresh dough, Mm -hmm. grain-free. Yes. Challenge accepted. Okay. Okay.
0: I love this. I think that when we used to always do that food journey thing, which we don't do anymore because no one goes out to eat together anymore.
1: You're talking about when we get together with friends every couple of weeks and go to restaurants around town? Uh Mm Uh-huh.
0: We did the pizza journey.
1: We did. Oh, I know where you're going.
0: And the, No, the, you're right. You're right. And then one of the qualifiers yeah. was they had to make their own pizza dough. Because
1: that's the sign of a true pizza restaurant. Yeah. And our favorite pizza restaurant didn't make the challenge because they do a store-bought dough. Yeah. You are right. Challenge accepted.
0: But here's the thing. It's going to be fun to go to the pizza challenge right now. It's that time of year where it's too hot to grow much of anything anymore. Pizzas are used whatever you have, you know?
1: And it gets the grain-free that you're trying to get.
0: It does. Because that's the thing. When we ate that pizza the other night, I just said, you know what? I'm just going to eat it. So I'm just trying to eliminate as much as I can the grain, but also use fresh opportunities to take little nibbles. But I'm not doing really any beer, which has changed your beer consumption. And okay. So when you do the beer in the movie podcast Mm -hmm. or in the past few months, I would say, yeah, I'm going to only drink beer. Whenever you drink beer, I'm going to taste it. Right. Well, then I just noticed this. my body just was reacting a little bit. I could see. And I'm trying really hard to stay really healthy because of the thyroid thing and because of this virus that's floating sure. around and yeah. just life.
1: Make your body as healthy as I possible be as while healthy a crazy as virus is going around.
0: Absolutely. I pretty much have just said no. Nope. Nope. Not tasting it. Nope. I'm fine. Nope. I'm not fine. But you brought home a beer the other day. Three of our local breweries have participated in something called Black is Beautiful. The
1: Black is Beautiful initiative. Weathered Souls up in San Antonio started a thing that has gone around the world. Over a thousand breweries around the world are sharing the recipe Black is Beautiful in Solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. So like five weeks ago, Weathered Souls, a, a black-owned brewery, shared this stout recipe. Weathered
0: Souls is a black-owned yeah, brewery. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. In San Antonio. You know what? I didn't know that. And see, it, just that alone sure. matters. Yeah. Just the idea that I now know that Weathered Souls is a black-owned business.
1: But they shared this stout recipe with anyone that wanted it. You have to use the same branding, but you can put your logo on it and you make a stout. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to encourage you because the beers are being released now Uh and three of our local breweries, me and my beer and a movie guys are collecting them to do on a future episode. And I had extra, of course, because this is a craft beer phenomenon around the world right now. And you want to try different stouts from different breweries to see how they interpreted the recipe. Every brewery could put their own spin on it. So the one that we tried the other night was from our local brewery, B and J's Brew Pub.
0: Uh huh. Which was it? It was a hazelnut something. What? No, no, what that's a...
1: next. They added coffee beans from a local coffee roaster that we like a lot, Roastorium.
0: Oh my god, they make the best. And so Spencer when I brought the that best coffee roaster. I've ever tasted. I'm not kidding. So
1: when I brought that beer home, you were like, okay, listen, I want some grain.
0: Listen, that's the thing about it is, yeah. is that it's not a part of my regular diet, but I'm also not, I'm going to enjoy life. I told you this years and years ago when we first met, mm-hmm. I said, cake is delicious. Right. Ice cream, delicious. Don't eat it every day. You're going to make yourself sick.
1: That's against the user manual. <laughs> Explain. The body's user manual would tell you, enjoy these things in moderation. To do them every day, you're going to break the machine. Well, the natural
0: order is that you wouldn't have had easy access to that every day. In the natural order of human existence. And now we've gotten to a place where we have access to things. But that doesn't mean that you should consume those things Mm -hmm. because you have... Abundant access. Yeah, you know, brought up
1: beer in a movie. You drinking less beer means I'm drinking less beer at home. But when we record that episode, we're doing it on Zoom because mm-hmm. of the COVID.
0: Isn't that a fortunate thing that we live in the same house together? Because we can do our podcast across from the dinner table That's together. That's right.
1: I can look at you <laughs> and I can see it when you smile in your eyes yeah. behind that microphone. You can
0: hear the difference in the podcast, by the way.
1: Of course you can. But two things. That's where I'm getting these amazing craft beers from around the country that we're collecting and and sharing with one another on each other's doorsteps. But I I am so excited about the newest episode, episode 99. Next week is episode 100. This episode that came out this week, it's covering beer in a movie, Jaws, and then a history of blockbusters. I got to be honest with you, it's the best episode I think we've ever done. So I'm going to invite people to listen to it. Find beer in a movie, look for my name, Joe Hilliard, and listen to episode 99. It's very, very fun.
0: I will listen to it. I do need to go back and listen to uh, There Will Be Blood and No Country for All Men episode as well. Mm. Because I love those movies. Mm. And you know what? I almost turned them on again the other day when I saw them. Those are some of those movies that's hard to pass when they're on, when you see them. And yeah. I had just yeah. seen on our like stream of This Is What You Just Watched right. movies that you had watched that. Sure. And I was like, oh, I almost pushed to go on it.
1: So wherever you live, a brewery near you made some black is beautiful. It is coming out right now. And I would suggest get your hands on some. A, it's a good cause. And B, you're going to taste some delicious beer.
0: I completely agree. Okay. At the beginning of the show, I talked about Jessica and I kept saying, I want to talk about it and I want to talk about it some more or whatever. Today, I took the time out of our day. And we kind of had been preparing for it, like when you can and when I can. And so we made the time today. I got my, grabbed my daughter and said, we're going to Jessica's house to swim in the pool. We're going to go hang out. And we had been kind of planning this. Because if you go back to a few episodes, probably like five or six episodes ago, you'll hear us talking about how we installed Vivant in our house. Right. And have video cameras around our house to keep people in. Yeah. It'll keep people out too, but to keep people in like our teenage daughters. And because of that, I had been intending to make some time to take my daughter and have teenage hormonal girl conversations today was one of those fantastic days she actually has two teenage daughters now and the ba- the baby who has never been a problem is now a hormonal teenage girl also Oof. so the pms is setting in poor chris it changes everything changes first thing that happens when i arrive she starts pulling from this tea jug and she goes i need to ask you some questions about kombucha <sighs> i've made kombucha it's been sitting here for two months I need to know what to do it next. I don't have a clue. I'm Joe's s- the challenge. I'm, ch- I'm challenged to make kombucha. I'm, I'm going to learn how to make kombucha. I'm sitting at my
1: desk com- and I know that a mistake has occurred because all of a sudden I'm getting a Facebook video call from a
0: you. A Facebook? a mistake
1: you'd never facebook video call me ever so all of a sudden would make video... you why,
0: why would that make you assume that you've done something wrong
1: because i facebook video people all the time because my phone goes off in my pocket after i've been texting them or whatever I'm oh, like, oops sorry
0: Oh, but di- you thought i butt dialed you You
1: did i thought you did i was like okay i'll answer it but there you are in your face is in my screen i'm like she intended on doing this so what the <laughs> hell is going on
0: and where is she oh yeah she's at jessica's house yeah I said, let's ask him. Let's ask Joe. Let's talk about kombucha. So she starts asking you questions about kombucha, and she's like, "Okay, so I've been fermenting this and with my SCOBY, and I took my SCOBY out in two two months, and it tastes like vinegar, and you know." And she just starts to ask. Do you know what him, happened today? What happened? I got the urge to start making kombucha I again. hope so. No,
1: my God, that's a time-consuming enterprise.
0: I know, but it's so good. What if you don't make so much? What if you just make a little bit? Well, what I, well I did try to start a like a
1: little business with it. Just no, enough, just enough for our family, and then we cut kombucha out of the farmer's market too. Okay, no more redneck queso, no more store-bought pizza crusts, uh-huh. and now you want me to make kombucha.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Challenge accepted, but give me a little while to get started.
0: No, here's the thing. It's. You fer- say, you say, fermented- you say, yes, Do you Joe. Hear- yeah, yes, Joe. Did, did you hear us talking about sure. eating fermented uh, ruminants with fermented all with you. gut? We're and- eating
1: fermented ruminants and beef <laughs> jerky.
0: And then here I am trying to explain like gut bacteria and how important that is. And we need kimchi and we need kombucha and we need what we're creating a lot of intentions right now. I want to take care of our health. I think that our health and our wellness is top priority. I'm an
1: easy sell, baby. Whatever you want.
0: Right. Whatever I want. I've heard that before. Well, so anyways, it was me and Jessica and the two baby girls hanging around the pool. They're both turning 16, and there's driver's license happening, and oh, there's cars God. happening. My daughter texted me from Florida. When can I start a driver's ed class? Like, uh, it, it's, this it's, is It's real. all here, isn't it, man? It, oh, it's here. Uh, we, it, It's so different than the boys, too. It's it just so different, you know? Uh, I mean jessica's baby girl that has been at the house the entire time since we've gotten there has not come out of her room once and so when she finally comes out she's like surly which is so so not baby girl Uh, no no i'm not not using her name by the way
1: it's like a disease that changes these sweet little things into this (sighs) and then
0: of course when she finally like releases and lets go Uh right Uh now we're talking about goat cheese and chèv, and we're talking about I, t- I tell her about the siete tortillas because she likes to eat ezekiel bread and she sh- we start talking about carbs and sugar and intermittent fasting and she's the same baby girl that i've always known my right. sweet little baby girl
1: she has a layer of surly on top of her
0: oh god and then you but sort the, of
1: push the fast forward but there's button. this
0: interesting part about the older ones where the older ones are really starting to step more out into the real scary things but they're not, they're not as surly as they used to be. I mean, they're surly once a month. The like, lock them in the house things? Right. The lock them in, You're in the lock them in the house age. Right. You're not in the surly miserable age. They're surly for a week. And it's very specific. Okay. Yeah, right?
1: If you say so.
0: No, it's what it is. I believe you. But the younger ones, the 12 and the 13-year-olds, they're like just surly. Uh-huh. No explanation whatsoever. They're just and it's so compellingly different than what they were three months ago when they were 10 or 11 <laughs> you're like what what, what happened we were best friends a minute ago
1: I blinked and now you're kind of hard to be around
0: <laughs> you don't like me at
1: all I have to lock you in the house
0: yeah whereas the other ones are potentially getting into real trouble but right. they're also they're, they're also pretty much much easier to talk to and if I had to go back to my mom with this whole conversation of like You know, and I've said to my mom several times in this recent past, I think actually just very recently I outright looked right at my parents and said, I am so sorry for the heartache I caused you. I get it now. I am so sorry. Every single time that your parents
1: say, or we said as parents, you won't understand it until you have your own kids. The kids just go, I hate that. That's stupid. That's just dumb. But then they grow up. We grow up. We have our own kids and we have to have a moment with our parents when we go, apologies
0: i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm so sorry
1: did kids hear anything that you guys had to say
0: oh god yes did we talked oh we talked real you talked real we talked
1: real oh, i almost we wish talked... i could have been there to hear that we, part of it. we
0: talked about everything and we had honest stories and there were tears is it easier were... with two
1: girls like rather than just well
0: like... both of the girls weren't there the whole time okay there was a moment where we cornered my lily a little bit yeah and we we talked talked we had real conversations with her Real mama conversations with her and real we love you conversations. And the thing about Jessica is that Jessica is one of the most loyal and trustworthy people. It's the reason why she's my best friend in the whole world, because she's so honest and she's so trustworthy that I can let go of my control to her, which by the way, you have to, because Jessica's always in control.
1: (laughs) it has got to be difficult for someone like
0: you. Oh, exactly. But I trust her so immensely. And so does my my Lily. My Lily trusts her. And so to be able to say, we got to have some hard conversations, baby girl. And here they are. And for her to sit and listen to my best friend tell her story yeah. and to talk to her and to it's not express my, mom. my love. It's not
1: my mother. And I who love I'm gonna, Who I'm going to blow off mm-hmm. because it's my mother. Mm-hmm.
0: But she also knows the DWW. Lily knows... We women are- You taught it to her. DWW, independent to the core. But at the same time, we also need you to understand that there's some things you need to know about being a woman. And there are some things you need to know about trauma. And there are some things you need to know. And we've got to talk to you about them. Effective? I don't know. Only time will tell. Mm -hmm. She listened. She trusts Jessica. And I I thanked my best friend for always being there for me and it was exactly what i needed today i mean think about it fresh air sunshine swimsuits floating in the pool talking with your girlfriends i'm gonna say
1: something i don't want you to take it the wrong way you posted some photos of the day mm-hmm. you and your swimsuit some selfies friends that picture of you in your swimsuit was exactly what i needed today <laughs>
0: <laughs> why do we have to talk about my boobs every week
1: why do you have to say the word boobs? Let the audience just infer. Boobies. I have got a problem with my garage freezer. Oh? It's filled with meat, but are meats that require a lot of preparation. A whole rack of ribs. <laughs> T-bone steaks. Sometimes you just want a burner.
0: Yeah, Sometimes no, you I... just want
1: to get that pound of ground beef out. Yep. And quickly get it out so people get food in their stomach and you can move on with your life.
0: And I absolutely had the thought. I mean, I, I actually was craving a burger. But at the same time, every time you ask me, like, okay, what, what do you think? What, what do you think about dinner? I'm
1: it's, about, like, it's about 2 p.m. and we start having this conversation. It's, it's, there well, are no leftovers. What are we going to do tonight? I got to get home at 5.30 or 6 or so and begin.
0: What's the abundance of produce, vegetable? What do I have? And the way this, the idea came about was I've got basil, lots and lots of basil, And I want a hamburger. And so I literally started searching for recipes. How do I put hamburger and basil together? And then, of course, I'm like, spice, let's add some of that habanero chili paste to it as well. In my mind, I'm now creating a caprese burger. I'm going to skip the bun. That's not an important enough grain for me to eat some crappy brown white bread (laughs) bun. So now I'm creating a plate of a basil burger patty, hand-padded with habanero chili paste, with a slice of mozzarella cheese on top, and then on top of that, I'm going to put caprese salad. So you've got the baby tomatoes, which at this point, the baby cherry tomatoes we're getting from the farmer's market, and lots of basil, and the little mozzarella balls. And I make this caprese salad pretty regularly. Balls. So many balls. So many balls pretty much everybody in the house likes caprese
1: you go to the grocery store and you go to the fancy cheese area and you can find those the mozzarella ball they can be yeah. the size of a tennis ball
0: mm-hmm. or you can
1: get the tiny little cherry tomato sized balls yes and i just want to say balls as many times as possible lots on the of podcast. balls
0: but if you've got cherry tomatoes the best mozzarella balls to go in your caprese salad are the little tiny ones Kind of depends on what time of the year it is. When you get into the deep summer, south, south summer, all you're getting anymore is cherry tomatoes. You're not getting any more beefsteak tomatoes. Mozzarella, basil, and then I toss that with the tomatoes. I cut up the tomatoes. I, I like to cut my tomatoes because I want the juice of the tomato to get around in there. Sure. And then I put a little bit of balsamic vinegar and then pepper, big cracked black pepper into the mix And that might be a side dish, crudité salad. That might be something that you add to a sandwich. But tonight, it was basil burger, mozzarella cheese, over the top of a nice little bed of lettuce with caprese salad on top. And that was my dinner for the other night. And then, of course... Because it's okra season.
1: I fried some more okra.
0: We fried some more okra to go alongside our burger. We
1: fried okra last week. Yeah. I may fry okra next week.
0: We fry okra I've come
1: up with a beautiful technique for my fried okra that cuts the time and the mess in half. I'm just going to fry more okra.
0: Well, and I can't go without saying, I know we've been talking and talking, but I can't go without saying that there are some significant health benefits to okra. And right now is an important time to pay attention to the health benefits of different fresh vegetables and different vegetables we're eating. Okra is really high in zinc. It helps to lower your cholesterol. It helps to balance blood sugar and all kinds of other delicious, amazing what things what about, about if you okra. fry it? Anytime you fry or cook, anytime you cook something, it's going to give you the least amount of health benefits. You're still going to get some, but it's going to give you a lower amount. If you eat it fresh, it's going to give you the maximum amount. One of the things I've been doing, actually, is just literally picking the okra off the plant in the backyard and eating it. It doesn't even make it in the house. I just eat it because it's so good for me and so healthy. Give it a try. Give okra. Give fried okra a try. Give fresh okra a try. It's worth your time.
1: I talked to my mom tonight on the phone and told her I'd fried some okra. Uh Do you have any left over? Bring it to me. I don't, but... I That's because I
0: eat it w- left over too. Of course.
1: I will do it like out of the it's cold, out of the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. I will bring you some, Mom, next time. And then we had like a 10-minute conversation about how to fry okra and I use this batter and what are you doing and da-da-da-da and this is why I do this. I don't use egg. I do use egg. You said last week okra is one of those things. Some people just don't like it. I mean it's something that I've had to come around to as an adult.
0: Yeah. All right. I think that it's time for us to move on to table topics. Oh, I'm
1: totally ready for table topics.
0: I think all things considered with just life, let's pull from the love and happiness table topics. I love love
1: and I like happiness.
0: All righty. Okay. Here's a good one. How do we want to spend our retirement?
1: Oh, good question. This is what I see. We have a home base. hmm That will be at the farm. Mm-hmm. We have an RV. Mm -hmm. We have kids all over the world. Mm -hmm. And we use all of those tools to travel, learn, eat, drink, and be merry. Your turn.
0: (laughs) I suppose I agree with that. I expect my business to excel so much that I will never like completely retire from it.
1: But you will be at a home base that totally benefits your business.
0: Agreed. I believe that because my business will benefit so much over the years that I will have the ability to leave home base when I want to leave home base.
1: You'll have a farm hand or two to take care of those tomatoes?
0: Correct. And the animals and all the different things that are, that are happening out there. Maybe a kid or two? Maybe.
1: That would be ideal.
0: Maybe. And that my parents will be comfortable and live a long, healthy life and that me leaving isn't a big deal when it's time for that to happen. I believe I will own, sooner rather than later, a mobile home. Sure. I don't know if that's the right way to say a motor home. A it, motor home. It's parked in
1: its place when we are at home, enjoying mm-hmm. our home. Mm-hmm. But when we're ready to get up and go, we go. Yeah. Travel is essential. Agreed. And it's not uncommon to put travel off at this phase in our lives because of our kids and
0: well, the focus right that we now, have to put into them. right now, travel is not really... Even- I'm not talking COVID times. Well,
1: in my retirement, COVID's a distant memory that we have used decades to understand exactly what the fuck just happened.
0: Let's pray to God. Bow with me. <laughs> I like to travel. I enjoy going and I think that I'll be There's able a whole
1: world way. out there that I have not seen.
0: Correct. And I will tell you that one of the things I have learned during this whole time period that we're in that it's not so much about favorite places but favorite people.
1: I don't that's, have that. That's I like the way you just said. That's nice.
0: Yeah, I don't have a desire to. I don't. I don't have the same desire to have to go that I used to. But I look forward to when I get back to going. again. You and I have not been to Kauai together. God, Kauai is amazing. You and I have
1: not been to Portland, Oregon together, or uh, that whole I've Northwest. Never been there. I don't want to go to Portland, Oregon right now because of just the nonsense and craziness that we're in right now.
0: Well, I don't want to go anywhere right now.
1: Of course not. But when this is said and done. And we as a nation have righted ourselves. I'm not talking, well, adapted I'm not talking about. Adapted to whatever the future, yeah, that's whatever the future it. is, right, we, have like even, th- we, we have to adapt. I don't even, I think you have to consider ourselves. the
0: idea that um, there's places that don't want Americans to come there right now. <laughs> like, oh God,
1: let's not go down that rabbit hole right now.
0: No, no, we're not going to, but I, when but,
1: things get righted and they will, mm-hmm, Lord help us. And we get to go to those places. Yeah. I want to see them all. I want you by my side. And that's just what it is.
0: I look forward to that day. No, mucus is on my mind.
1: Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dinner Table Talks. We will be back next Monday with a fresh episode. In the meantime,
0: hit us up on social media, send us an email, DM us, whatever. We want to hear from you.
1: And we hope that you're enjoying the episodes as much as we enjoy creating them for you.